Esther 4 and 14 says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This morning, I, I want to speak to you from the subject, divine providence. Divine providence. Father, we thank you for what you've already done in this place. Thank you for your presence. For we know that your presence is here. And God, we just pray that as you have set the atmosphere and made it conducive for your word to come forth on today, you prepared the hearts of your people to receive your word. And we thank you for that. And God, I pray that as I stand behind this sacred desk that you've also prepared me. I yield my faculties to you, my mind, my lips, every part of me, I yield to you. And I pray that your word will be declared in this place on today. That you will get the glory and praise. We thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's house this morning. Divine providence. Today is a historic day for us. Today we officially change our name from Faith Tabernacle Ministry to Faith City Church. And I know somebody may be saying, why? Why change the name? Why a name change? And two illustrations really came to mind when I began to think about this. One being the metamorphic change of a caterpillar into a butterfly. What we got to understand is that God created the caterpillar or he created the butterfly and the caterpillar at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. So in order for the butterfly to come forth, understand the caterpillar has to go through stages. Stages that develop the caterpillar into becoming a beautiful butterfly. And as a church, I believe that we've come through some stages as a church being a caterpillar. And I believe that God is transforming us into a beautiful butterfly. The other illustration being that of wineskin. In the ancient days, understand, they stored partially fermented wine in wineskins. Basically, goat skin is what they use. And as the fermentation process continued, it produced more gases that stretched the wineskins. So when the new wine was produced, they could not put it into old wine skins because the old wine skins would bust. So they had to prepare new wine skins for new wine. And I believe that God is about to do some amazing new things in our lives personally as well as a corporate body. And often to experience new things, and benefit from them, understand change has to take place. There has to be a change because God does not put new things into old things. 
But he has to shift them and has to change them in order for him to release what he wants to do in our lives. We see this even in scripture when God changed a person's name and gave him a new name. For Abraham or Abram, for Abram to experience the full potential of God, understand God had to change his name from Abram. Yeah, Abram, meaning high father, to Abraham, meaning the father of, of a multitude. And at the same time, God changed Abraham's wife name from Sarai, or Sarai, meaning princess, to Sarah, meaning the mother of nations. Yeah, so God good God, God God shows us through the scriptures he shows us that as he begins to make shifts in people's lives he has to change some things same thing happened to to Jacob we we see that that God changed Jacob's name which meant supplanter to Israel meaning having power with God and in the New Testament Jesus changes Simon's name meaning uh, God has heard to Peter meaning rock so God, in order for him to shift some things in our lives, oftentimes, again, he has to change some things. And we don't certainly know why God chose a new name for these people. The Bible doesn't give us a clear reason, but perhaps it was to let them know that they were destined for a new mission in life. Yeah, that no longer did you have to go by the old name. No longer did you have to rely on the old way you used to live. But no, I got some new things for you. I got some new territory. I got, I got some new blessings for you. I got some things that I truly want to do in your life, but I got to change some things first. Yeah, the new name was a way to reveal the divine plan and also to assure them that God's plan would be fulfilled in their lives because oftentimes when we experience things in our lives, when we're labeled by our past, sometimes because we're being labeled by our past, we think that that's all the future that we have. So God has to stop that and he has to let us know that no longer do you have to be associated or with the past because I got a new journey for you to take yeah one of the things I've learned over 32 years uh, a plus of being a child of God is that God does nothing by chance yeah he does nothing by chance some people believe that chance or fate rule the world but the Bible tells us otherwise the Bible tells us that God controls everything yeah, he controls everything. The psalmist in Psalm 103 and 19 says the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rule over all. So there's nothing that, 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 that God does not control. There, there's nothing that catches him by surprise. Understand, God is a great master planner. He, he orchestrates and he shifts and he positions things because he is a divine God. Yeah, not only does he control the world, but he also controls human destiny. Yeah, that's what the uh, Galatians 1 and 15 tells us. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased. The, uh, the apostle Paul here realized that who he had become was because of God. Yeah, the only way that he was able to do what he did 
did and, and accomplished the things that he accomplished. Understand, he realized that it was not in his own power, in his own might, but he realized that it was by the power of God that truly changed his life. Yeah, he knew that God did that work from the womb. Yeah, he said from the womb. Now, God didn't just uh, run up on the scene and begin to shape things and transform things. No, Paul understood that it was from the womb that God laid out his path. Yeah, that even though the trouble and even though the heartache and even though the pain that he might experience in life, all of that was shaping him for what God had planned for him. Yeah, he realized that God's divine providence was working in his life. And we see God's providence also at work in the life of the one by the name of Hadassah. Yeah, Hadassah. Yeah, Hadassah. You, you probably know her by Eve or Esther. Yeah, Hadassah. We, we'll deal with that, uh, Hadassah. Yeah, but Esther means star. Yeah, uh, and we realize or we're going to realize that she lived up to her name. Yeah, she was the star. The reason that we're reading about her and talking about her today is because she's a star. So God can take uh, a past. God can take a, a, a past of somebody's life and though they've been labeled one thing and he can transform them into uh, that butterfly so that they can be uh, truly uh, beneficial or effective in life, which means that no matter what you've gone through in life, I'm telling you, where you are right now does not mean where you have to stay. God has got a brighter future for every one of us and we have to realize, realize that. Yeah, the word providence has to do with the work of God being meshed and blended together by events in the world in order to fulfill his original design for which it was created. <laughs> in other words, <laughs> it's God's taking events in our lives, whether good or bad or indifference, and using them to achieve his will. Yeah, we, many of us in here have been through several things in our life. Several ups and several downs. But I want to let you know that all of those things can work for your good. Yeah, God can take all of the ups and downs and the indifferences of life and ultimately cause you to look back at those things and really appreciate the struggle, appreciate the pain, appreciate them walking away, appreciate them talking about you, appreciate them criticizing you because there's something about God that he can take the worst of things and mesh those things up in order for them to truly be something beautiful. Yeah, often we don't recognize this. We just see things happening in our lives. We see them and wonder why they're happening. Why is this happening to me? Or better yet, why is it not happening to me? Yeah, why am I not achieving this? Or why am I not laying hold of that? All the while, understand, it's God behind the scene and he's orchestrating things to bring about his plan and his will for your life. Such is the case this morning. Yeah, with Esther. Yeah, Esther shows up on the scene in a very unique way. Let's set the context here. The king of Persia, Xerxes, was throwing a, a party. Yeah, well, I ain't even going there. <laughs> but not just any party. Understand, uh, these parties lasted for days. 
Some of us may know something about that. You know, maybe we've, you know, when uh, uh, our B, B.C. days. Yeah. Yeah, before Christ. Yeah. You know, you know well, ain't he? But it's part of understanding. It lasted for days. Uh, matter of fact, it lasted for seven days, uh, particularly. And on this seventh day, understand uh, the queen, Vestai. Decided to throw herself a party and invite all the women of the palace to a party. Well, on that particular night, understand the king had gotten a little toasted. Yeah. Y'all know how uh, we used to act when we had too much. Oh, well. I know how I used to act when I had too much. Matter of fact, I, I, I can remember... Uh, uh, around graduation, it was, I don't know whether it was yours or mine, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going back down memory lane. I, 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 I can remember. I, I don't know how we got home, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, and I was driving, so I, I really don't know how, yeah, how we got home. But it was the grace. Somebody said grace. Yeah, it was the grace of God because it's amazing that that you act uh, irrational many a times when you've had too much to drink. And here was the king, understand? He was acting a little rational or irrational because in this particular instance, he called for the queen, Vastai, and he wanted her to come and he wanted her to uh, really uh, uh, flaunt herself before those that were there. And this was really uncommon. It was uncommon for women to appear before a public gathering of men during this particular time. So Vastai, understand, she refused to come after being summoned by the king. And the Bible says that he became very angry and his wrath burned within him. He became angry because, understand, this party was what was, what was a gathering of officials from different places. And they were gathering there in order for him to really flaunt his power and his wealth and his authority. So you can imagine the queen saying no to him was like a slap in the face. Yeah. And in fact, the other men of the party, the, the Bible says, and you can go back and read that, but the Bible says that, you know, they began to tell the king, said, you know, if, if word got out that your wife did that to you, yeah, what would happen to our wives? In other words, they might act the same way. So the king was really upset. He, he was really upset, and he was upset to the point that he called or, or made a decree, and he made a decree to get rid of Vestai. Yeah, get on out of here. Yeah. And the thing about that is when the king made a decree, he couldn't go back. But somewhere between him making the decree and uh, becoming sober, <laughs> he realized that he had made a mistake. But it was too late to go back because he had made that decree. So they began to search for a new queen. Yeah, they gathered plenty of young ladies or young women. And Esther was one of them. She was brought before the king. Uh, matter of fact, the second chapter, verse 9, tells us that she pleased him and won his favor. Which caused me to pause just for a minute because all these other women were in there, but he notices her. Yeah, which means Esther must have been off the chain. Yeah, because if you read on in the text, it says immediately. Yeah, he didn't ponder, but it says immediately. Immediately, he provided her with her 
treatment and special food. And he assigned to her seven female attendants, selected from the king's palace, and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. I mean, she must have been show enough. I mean, immediately, uh, yeah, immediately he was Maybelline. What, what, what's the makeup and all that stuff now? Mac, Mac. Uh, I mean, he was just providing. Yeah, I was going way back, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, but but he was providing everything that she was she was needed. I, I mean, if you go and read in the text, I mean, she was bathing in milk. Yeah, he was making sure that she was ready just for him. So that day, understand, Esther went from the poor house to the big house. She went from obscurity to notoriety. She went from being uh, caring for herself to others waiting on her. If you remember, I said her name was Hadessa. Hadessa meant myrtle, uh, like a myrtle tree, but she went from being a myrtle to being a star. So God's divine providence was working in her life. Even though she had challenges, even though she had struggles, God was working some things out in her life. And I'm here to tell uh, uh, you on today that even though you may be going through something, you got to realize that God is working some things out on your behalf. Yes, he is. So let me give you three in my time. Let me give you three things that we can glean from God's divine or God's divine providence working in the life of Esther. The first thing uh, we can glean from that in spite of the challenges that Esther had faced, God still had a plan for her life. Yeah, she faced some challenges. Yeah, she faced some challenges. Matter of fact, uh, chapter 2, verse 7 tells us that Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter. Mordecai was a cousin, and he had taken her in. And when he did that because her father and her mother had died. Yeah. So no doubt, the loss of her father and her mother impacted her a great deal. There were probably times in her, her life where she probably felt alone. Times in her life where she probably wondered why she was still here. Yeah, and I think sometimes we fail to realize that challenges aren't necessarily bad. Yeah, yeah, they aren't necessarily bad. Uh, I, I mean, they, they might not feel good <laughs> while we're going through them, but ultimately understand the end, uh, we'll, they'll end up working for our good. We see this in the life of Joseph. Either Joseph was sold into slavery. He, he, he was sold into slavery. Understand his, his brothers put him in a pit. He went to prison. But what we understand when we read the end of the story is that God was orchestrating, illustrating, putting shit things, putting things in place in order order for him to be a blessing to somebody else and what I want to want to tell you is that even though you're going through something right now God is doing some things behind the scene working your life out so he can put you in a place to help somebody else yeah yeah see when God's divine providence is at work in your life it's not what you see that really matters yeah, I know we often uh, focus on what we see, but understand we got to look past that and understand that, that there's a reason why this is happening. God is trying to, to shape some things, trying to shift some things. We got to pause. Many a times, what we really ought to do is just shut our eyes. Yeah, because oftentimes what we see deters us. Yeah, yeah. See, it, it, it might look like life is hopeless. 
It might look like things will never change. It might look like that the best thing to do is to give up. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, it, the easiest thing to do is give up. The easiest thing to do is quit. But when God's divine providence is at work, God, understand, will take the hopeless situation and make it hopeful. Yeah, he, he will take that which seems impossible and bring it to pass. He, he will take that which is meant for your bad and he will turn it around to bless your life. He will even cause your enemies to bless you. Yeah, yeah, yes, it will. <laughs> I mean, don't let uh, what you might be experiencing right now cause you to doubt the plan that God has for your life. Yeah, I, I've been guilty of that. And I, maybe I got some other people in here that's been guilty of that. You know, you've been going through something that seems hard. You know, you had some plans and you had some purposes. You thought God said this. You thought he said that. But all of a sudden, I'm experiencing this right here. How in the world can my life change? You don't have to look at the situation. All you got to do is trust the God of your situation. Yeah, that he is able to change it and turn it. The second thing that we can glean uh, uh, from uh, Esther is it was bigger than her. Yeah, it was bigger than her. See, God's plan for Esther was bigger than her. Mordecai, who was Esther's cousin, had refused to bow down for Haman. And, and you can go back and read the story. And we don't got time to really go in depth into it. But uh, understand that uh, Haman was the king's chief official. And in Persia, understand kings and chief officials were considered divine. Yeah. In other words, people bowed down to them. Yeah, they were looked at as God. But here's somebody by the name of Mordecai, yeah, that wasn't, uh, I mean, he was a Jew, and he understood that the only true and living God uh, yeah, was not man. He understood that he didn't have to bow down to man when he really bowed down to the true and living God. So when Haman came along and everybody else was bowing down to him, Mordecai said, no, I'm not going to bow down. It's amazing that we live in a world that people are bowing down to many things, but the truth of the matter is that when we realize who God is, I don't have to bow down to man as long as I'm bowing down to God. I wish I had a witness in the building. Yeah, so Haman, Haman was angered. Yeah, and he set out on a mission to destroy the Jews or the Jewish nation from their, their, uh, their belief and dedication or for their dedication and belief in God. But God yeah, had Esther in the right place that she needed to be. Yeah, can I tell you that you're in the right place? Can I tell you that if you're in trouble right now, can I, can I suggest to you that you're in the right place? If you're going through something in your life, can I suggest that you're in the right place? That it's the providence of God that has you where you are because he's trying to prove some things to you that man can't uh, uh, fix it, that man can't bring you out, but the God of the universe, the one that hung the moon and the stars and divided the firmaments, yeah, the one that got up on the third day, understand he is the one that is able to change your situation yeah see god's divine providence over your life will benefit more than just you yeah yeah so god didn't bring you through a divorce just for you he didn't bring you off drugs just for you he didn't allow you to to, to be the only one in your family to to graduate just for you now he, he didn't heal your body from that sickness just for you no, no, he, he didn't give you that job that you really wasn't qualified for just for you. 
Now, God does things for a reason. He does nothing by happenstance. You didn't just fall into it. Uh, you didn't just run up on it. No, God set you up uh, for the breakthrough and for the breakthrough of others that you're going to come in contact with in your life. Uh, yeah, so Esther, understand, she could have been selfish. Yeah, because we can be selfish sometimes. Yeah, she could have been comfortable in the luxuries of soaking. In the luxury of getting her nails done. Yeah. She didn't have to give herself a pedicure no more. No, she didn't have to worry about her, yeah, she didn't, her fingernails no more. Yeah, she didn't have to worry about sitting in the mirror long hours trying to fix her hair. No, she didn't even have to worry about bathing her own self. So she could have just settled down in that place. Yeah, because when we find that place of comfortability, oftentimes it's hard to move. Yeah, it's hard to move. Yeah, you know, uh, she had come through a troubled past, and now God had blessed her. But God didn't bring her out just for her. Instead, she accepted the fact that where she was and what God had done was not by chance, but by God's divine providence. That God orchestrated and moved some things and shifted some things in order for her to be in place. And it's important that we realize that whatever success we might achieve in life is never so that we can enjoy it alone. Yeah, I don't care how much money you got on the sand, it's to bless somebody else. Yeah, I don't care where, where you live, what you drive, it's to bless somebody else. It's to show people just how powerful God is and that if the same God did it for you, guess what? He's able to do it for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But God was positioning her and he's positioning us to be a blessing to others. Third thing, and my time is about it, is that God's divine providence always pays off. <laughs> it always pays off. See, when our free will and God's divine uh, providence come together, wonderful things can occur. I mean, we see this. Chapter 6 tells us, it tells us that, 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 that one night the king had suffered. Yeah, he, he wasn't able to sleep. He was suffering from insomnia. Yeah. So guess what he does? I, 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 have you ever had problems sleeping and you know you, you want to find something that bores you and push you to sleep well, well let me let me say have you ever been tired uh, have you ever been unable to sleep and you grab your bible it don't take long to go to sleep then does it no so so what he does is he he, he calls out to his servants and he tells them to bring the book of the records bring these books because I want to read them and what's amazing about what took place is that the place that the servant began reading it was about Mordecai in the, I, I mean that's how God does God God works behind the scenes many times I mean how in the world how could it be I, I mean it just couldn't be by happenstance it just couldn't be by coincidence that where the servant opened the book that there goes Mordecai's name Yeah, that, that's how God ha has been working. <laughs> yeah, he was working behind the scenes all the time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, when Vastai got, got uh, excommunicated, 
uh, uh, when, when, when Esther uh, was chosen along with the many other ladies that were brought before the king. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, when he, she, he picked her out and saw her beauty, uh, more beautiful than anybody else. Yeah, when, when Mordecai uh, refused to bow down, when Haman was getting in position and had uh, uh, created this thing to hang uh, 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 Mordecai, understand God was setting all of that up so Israel could be blessed. He was setting all of that up because understand Jesus had to come. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if Haman had destroyed all the Jews, understand Jesus would have never came. Uh, but, but he was setting up things from the beginning uh, for his coming, for his arrival. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know who I'm talking to in here on the day, but can I tell you that God is setting some things up in your life? Uh, all the troubles in your past, all the heartache, all the struggles that God is setting it up to ultimately bring you out. Uh, to, 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 you may go through the fire but ultimately you're going to come out as pure gold you might cry sometime you might be going through struggle it might seem like people are walking away it might seem like people are criticizing you but i say stay right there because god is going to do some things in your life to bring you out to cause those that looked at you to say why yeah that's the kind of god that we serve yeah so those events in the life of Esther, God was behind the scenes as a puppet master. And he's behind our scenes as a puppet master. Yeah, he's pulling strings. Yeah, he's touching people's hearts. Yeah, he's opening doors. Yeah, matter of fact, he's shedding doors. Yeah, he's trying to set you up on the path by which he planned for you before the foundation of the world. While you was in your mother's womb, understand God was setting you up for such a time as this so that he can put you on display and let everybody know that, that the trouble that you've been through, that the heartache you've been through, understand it wasn't to take you out, but it was to make you better. I wish I had a witness in here. Glory to God, it is to make you better. It's to cause you, glory to God, to have some tough skin some hard skin to, to realize that no matter what people say that you can still push ahead that no matter how they criticize you that you can still get in a position so that God can truly bless your life ah, glory to God so when the king finished oh my time is about it when the king finished what Mordecai had done because if you go back and read the story it tells you that Mordecai uh he, he, he really preserved the king's life because there were two men in there that sought to assassinate the king. But Mordecai told the king, the king had forgot about it, but it was written. It's good when people take notes. Yeah, so they can remember things. Yeah, so they can remember things. Yeah. Better to have a long pen, a long pencil than a, a short memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're thinking you're going to remember stuff. You better write it down. Uh, so so that on that night, he, he remembered. It was remembered. It was remembered what Mordecai had done. And the king said, what was done for him? What was done for this man? And the servant said, nothing. Nothing was done for him. <laughs> he said, well, 
Guess what? Go get Haman. Bring Haman in here. So Haman comes in. You can read the story. Haman comes in and the king says, what are we going to do for, you know, here's a man that has done all these things for, for, for the kingdom. Uh, I, I mean, he's done this and he's done that. What, what are we going to do for him? Uh, then Haman, because he thought it was him. Yeah. yeah. He, he said, you know, get the finest clothes. Yeah, get that man a Bentley. Yeah, fill his bank account up. Yeah, get him the fattest crib. Yeah, take care of him. Uh, let him eat at the choices restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I'm setting myself up. And then the king said, well, do that for Mordecai. Can you imagine how Haman must have felt when he found out that the man that he wanted to kill, glory to God, that God was setting him up or the king was setting him up for a blessing. Can I tell you that's how it's going to happen in your life? Glory to God. People done criticize you. People done talked about you. They put their foot on your neck. Glory to God. They tried to dig a grave for you, but the same grave they dug for you. Glory to God. They're going to fall in. Why? Because God is just setting you up for a breakthrough. That's why you ought to praise God in the trouble. You ought to praise God through the struggle. You ought to praise God in the midst of everything that you're going through because you know that you serve a God that won't let you go down. Glory to God. But he will turn your life around. Can I get a witness in the building? Oh, my time, my time, my time, my time. Yeah, so he thought the king was doing that for him. Yeah. But it was doing it for Mordecai because God's providence, God's divine providence will cause even your enemies to have to bless you. They can only do so much. That's why you all not get upset when people are doing things, because God is not going to let them do but so much. And everything that he lets them do, understand it's going to bless you in the end. I know it's a process to that. We have to process that, especially when we're going through the situation. But if we just think about it, because oftentimes, you know, we kind of move too quick. But, but God's divine providence will, will make your enemies your footstool. Later that night, Esther told the king about, told the king about someone who wanted to kill her and her people. And he said, who is it? Who is it? that wants to kill you and your people. She said, that Haman, that Haman, you, you know your chief? That Haman is the one. Uh, long story short, the same gallows that Haman built for Mordecai, he was hung on. Yeah, so God's divine providence always pays off in your life. I mean, it paid off in Mordecai's life. It paid off in Esther's life. It paid off in Joseph's life. In the Bible, we find out it paid off in Job's life. And can I tell you, it has paid off in my life. Uh, and it has paid off in the life of this church. Can I get a witness in the building? Yes, it has. And it will pay off in your life, no matter what you're going through. If God providence is on your life, it will work out for your good. Yeah. So you're alive this morning, and I'm closing. You're alive this morning because of God's divine providence in your life. It's because you have a purpose and you have a mission that God has planned. 
You're not here by happenstance. This ministry is not here by happenstance. But God's got a divine plan. He's got a divine purpose. God is orchestrating things in your life so that you could be here. I mean, some of us have been pushed here because of problems. Some have been pushed here because of circumstances and situations that we couldn't figure out. So we sought to find a solution. So we thought church was the answer, or that at least we could get the answer there. So that's when we can look back at our problems and circumstances and really call them a blessing in our life. Because if it was not for those problems, we'd still be out there doing the same thing that we were doing. Well, I know I would. I had some issues. I had some, some problems. I, I had some things going on. And I knew that because of, of my childhood, my mother brought me up in church. I, I, I knew that, you know, if you go to church, at least you'll feel better. But I kept on coming. And it changed my life. So God knew what to use to get me here. And God knows what to use to get us to that next level of our life. He knows the challenges and situations and circumstances that have to come in order to push and propel us to where he's trying to get us to. So you're here not only because God wants to be a part of your life, but you're here because he wants to use you. Yeah. He puts gifts and talents in us so that we could be used, but we got to have a place to, to use them, a place to get instruction so that God can really further and advance what he's put in us so that he can get the glory out of our lives. So this church is here even because God's divine providence. So what has happened? Think about this. Over the last year, is nothing but God. Nothing but God. What we saw last night was nothing but God. I can't take credit. Lady Foster can't take credit. We got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, that's why we were so moved when, in, in, in thanksgiving to God because I truly believe that we realized that the only way that we could do what we do is because of the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That he's called us to something great. I mean, God has been working behind the scenes in this ministry. Think about it. Over the last year, behind the scenes, touching people's heart, releasing favor, opening doors for us so that we can be the church or so that we can be Faith City. Yeah. Faith City. Doing things so we can accomplish some great things together. Do you believe that in this building on today? Glory to God. I realize that it's a bigger picture at work and it's called divine providence. And where God is going to take us, he's already planned and purpose for our lives as individuals as well as corporate. And I'm so excited. Anybody excited about where God is taking us? Amen. Amen.